Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, welcome back to Northwest Prime. We have a really great show for you today. Uh, we have our favorite, one of our favorite guests in the world, Andrew Landers, is coming on. And I'm going to get Andy on the phone. And while I'm doing that, I want you to listen to one of his songs so that you can get familiar with him. And his song, Not In My Backyard, we'll get Andy on the phone. We'll be right back. People dying everywhere, no one seems to care We walk right by, the sense of dies And deny like nothing's there Now life's only me, myself, and I But only take a hands off covered eyes Our, our hearts are stone, minds start to cry It's not in my backyard Thoughts just look away You can't let down your guard You better play and stay Fall into someone else's bad day. Sorry, I can't stay. It's not in my backyard. No, 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 no. Just got the news she was only too a precious life. Won't get kissed tonight. I guess you win some, some you lose. Catch your smiles, dramatically pauses a while And moves on to the next story just for you Tell me again, what would Jesus do? In fact, what would you do? It's not in my backyard So I just look away Can't let down your guard you Better play and stay Or you might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry, I can't stay not in my backyard, no. Living the dream while Africa screams, we bow and kneel and pray and say, God, bless the USA, let freedom reign. Forty million dead while we're sleeping in our beds, eight thousand a day we let pass away as death runs through their veins. Not in my backyard, so I just look away. You can't let down your gun, you better play at the You might fall into someone else's bad day. Sorry, I can't stay. Not in my backyard. 
out in my backyard opportunities and 
a network, you know, I didn't even know was, well, I probably knew it existed, but um, it's kind of hard to find some of those things sometimes when um, you don't have an opportunity like uh, the Jam and Challenge because, um, you know, everybody's busy, everybody's doing their thing. So um, it's just been amazing to have the privilege to get to know some of these folks and to start, uh, you know, getting networked into the um, music scene in Seattle. Yeah, it's it's just a, a credit to how much actual good music is out there because for them to really not have picked up on you, even though you had been playing and had a huge following um, for 20 years, uh, you've traveled all around the country, been around the world, you have, what is it, 20 albums, 11 albums, something like that, uh, under your belt. And I mean, as as soon as we talked, and I, I bought everything. I bought everything. So you can thank me for well, that, thanks. like, 597, you know, kickback from iTunes for buying every one nice. of those albums. You know. <laughs> well, thanks, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it, you it have wasn't been... a, a surprise to me. That's cool. Well, you have been, Lori, super encouraging and i tell you what people like you who have influence uh in the context of media and um radio and um you know all that's involved in those kind of marketing things that become so important for artists to get out there and to be heard and to be seen and to be um noticed i mean it's it's you and um people like seattle way radio in general and uh, you know, guys like Raymond Hayden and you name it, you know, who are out there really trying hard to um, and spending their time and heart and lives uh, trying to initiate opportunities for artists to be exposed so that their music can um, um, bless the world and make it more beautiful and impact it and give us new uh, lenses to see through. And uh, so I thank you. Well, I always say that, you know, the, the, the business is, is kind of like a relay race. You know, there's not usually one person who can take it all the way, but, but everybody has something to contribute. So someone does what, what they have and they pass it off to the next person, and then they do what they can yeah. do and then they pass it off to the next person. And it really does take a chain. And, and once you kind of get into that, um, that, that, that rabbit hole of people, those connections. I mean, it's really like riding, you know, a, a river rapid. You just kind of, you know, keep floating down and, and, and things keep happening. And it happens to, to great people like you. And this is really music personally that I really love and, and has, in my opinion, to be heard. Now you go on to play it forward, though. You want to tell everybody about that? Because that's really a big deal here in Seattle as well. It's really great for the music community yeah. as well. No, for sure. That's such a such a cool deal. Um, and to be able to, you know, bring awareness and be a part of that process of um, helping people uh, enter into um, that great possibility of making music known um, and uh, kind of igniting the creative passions for that and little ones and all that's part of that. That's pretty awesome. And playing the triple door isn't a bad gig either, so... Not at all. Not at all. Are you bringing a family up for that? Um, I think uh, if I brought the family up for that, let's see, what is it? Is it like two, three hundred bucks a plate 
something like that. I mean, it's it's like it's ridiculous. I, I I yeah, I would have to I would have to go ahead and uh put a second mortgage on the house. So I don't uh at this point, I think uh they'll be more than happy to just uh hear about how it went. So they're cheering me on at home all the time, so it's good. Well, someone who's been to them in the past, they're really a phenomenal event now. The price has gone up. It, it used to not be that expensive, but it was selling out. And, and the music goes to music education, uh, or the money goes yep. to music education in the state of Washington. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's all tax deductible as, as well. But uh, the last time I went, I sat next to John Popper from Blues Travelers and, you know, it was just such a great gig. He'd been up on stage playing. He comes out and plops right next door, or right, right in the seat next to me, you know, with my friends. That's like, cool. Oh my gosh, that's like John Popper. It was really cool. And they just, there was just such a good energy. When, when musicians kind of play together, when it doesn't feel like it, show really, it's just like if they were just at home jamming. Yeah. That's kind of like how this is. And it's just a, a really, really fun event. And for people who are music lovers, I mean, it, it honestly doesn't doesn't get any better than this. But but it, it it is a little expensive this year. But again, all that money does go to um, music education for the state of Washington. And it really is a fantastic event. They they have a um, a uh, like a raffle afterwards, and they raffle off um, different things that people can bid on and. One of the things I wish I'd bid on that night was John Popper had a uh, harmonica. It was signed by him and David Aykroyd and I think oh, the Oscar. And it didn't go for very much that night. And that's one of my regrets to this day is that I, I didn't bid on that. I wish I would have. And I, 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 I kind of had that feeling like um, I was there to kind of report on it. And so I shouldn't be bidding on it. You know, it should be going to the fans. <laughs> but I don't feel like that anymore. So... <laughs> No, I think you I should have you should have shot for that. <laughs> I should have. I oh, should have. That's funny. Like next me, I could have really looked great. You know, could have been raising my hand. I think it went for like a hundred bucks or something. I mean, something ridiculous. Really? Oh yes. my god! Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. for sure. Every time I have an extra hundred bucks, I'm like, ah, I could have bought a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That triggers that response. I think mean, that's awesome. It does. No, I'm excited. I think it's super cool. And, um, you know, I mean, the more we can throw at things like that, the better. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that, uh, again, makes the beautiful mess that we're all living in a whole lot better. And so uh, anything we can do to raise the bar on music and education and the creative process, man, let's do it. So that's cool. So uh, your whole band's going to be there, right? Yep, yep, they will. They will. I, I wanted to talk fun. a little uh, this time uh, about your band. Have, have you guys been okay. playing together for a long period of time? Have you guys been together a long time? Well, the weird thing for me, Lori, is that what I do, you know, um, there are three of the guys that I play with that are um, – in the band uh, that the play quite frequently are here in the Northwest. And then there are um, three that are all over the place. Um, one in Denver, Colorado Springs, Atlanta. Um, and so we have been 
um, two of the guys I've played with, the piano player I mentioned, Matt Ponswhite, who's in Colorado Springs, and then uh, Jim Lee, um, a trombone player who's in Atlanta. Uh, I've been playing with them for probably 13 years. And, um, you know, we kind of have that brotherhood there. That's pretty amazing. Um, and then the guys here that are a part of that as well, um, I've been playing with for about five, six years now. But I really like to because I'm, I am I'm, I switch things up enough that, you know, I use a lot of different configurations, even with musicians. So I kind of have obviously some go-to guys that I play a lot with, but I also kind of have a pool, uh, kind of almost a community of Main Street Struggleville people who, um, who, you know, play with me as well. And it's kind of a cool little, uh, cool little deal. That way we can, you know, enter into, um, kind of whatever the musical vibe and venue feels like. And I like that because then I have more creativity happening around me and new people I'm playing with and all that's a part of that. So it's kind of cool. Are there people who come to you and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to play with you? Um, no, it's not so much. Um, it's not so much like that, but it's, um, I mean, these are guys that, um, and gals, you know, that um, I really respect and love the music and we've, you know, entered into that. And so they've become a part of kind of that Main Street struggle vote community. But, um, yeah, there's been a, you know, I, I'll, I'll get that once in a while. Man, I'd love to play. Um, and part of that for me is not only musical, doesn't need to be a fit, but even more importantly, it needs to be a fit in the context of um you know, why they're playing, you know, how they enter into the narrative. Do they believe um, in what um, this pursuit and this medicinal attributes of this music is? And and um, so, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had weird moments where I've had pers- people be like, hey, play. And I'll be like, <laughs> I'll take a chance. Go ahead. Bring your stuff up here. Let's see what happens. Um, that kind of depends, you know, on the venue and the vibe, but that can actually be fun. Um, and then everybody needs a chance to express themselves. So anyway, is, is there an area of the country where you always, when you play kind of find a natural groove, a, a natural fit? Yeah, I love the Midwest. <clears throat> Um, there is a place that we play that is like magic every time. I have no idea why. It sits on the banks of the Mississippi, literally. It's called the Redstone Room. It's a historic um, venue. So a lot of national artists, you know, in between like, uh, and it's in Davenport, Iowa. And so it's part of the Quad Cities, which would be about half a million people altogether. Two cities on the Illinois side, two on the Iowa side, and um, this sits right on the banks of the uh, of, of literally the Mississippi, um, in this huge four-story brick building that, that they've made into one of the coolest, coolest venues ever. And so, artists that are going to Chicago, you know, or Minneapolis, St. Paul, or or St. Louis, you know, and they're moving through 
this is a venue they'll hit a lot. And, um, and man, when we play it, it, I don't know if it's the room. I don't know if it's the story um, that is a part of it. I mean, if those walls could talk, the stories they could tell would be amazing. And so um, I don't know. I don't know why it is, but there's something about the Redstone Room that I that every time we play it, it's just it's just amazing. So yeah, that's an interesting question. I've never thought about that, but that is really true. Well, you have these people, your people that that you really kind of that, that identify through your music, which is the everyday kind of person doesn't necessarily have to be the everyday American. It could just be the American, you know, the everyday Canadian or the everyday just Mexican or the everyday, you know, London person, but, 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 but kind of the, the, the working people, the, the moms, the dads, the, you know, I guess the people on main street just kind of making it happen. What's their feedback yeah. to you when, when you're out there and you're talking to them and you're singing these songs, um, What's their message back? What are you receiving back from them? Oh man, um, you know, I think I think I, the thing—it's both the thing I love most and uh, is super affirming. It's also challenging. Um, but like you said, you know, I feel like I write um, obviously from a very personal place. And from personal experiences, you know, that are happening. I've never been the kind of writer who just decides, I'm going to write a song about this today. Or, you know, I just can't. I, I, I'm not formulaic like that. Um, for me, it has to be something kind of in that mystical realm that just kind of hits my heart. It's something I see. It's an interaction I have. Um you know, and so when I write music, it's so much a part of my very own process. You know, it's my it's my compass, uh, how I see the world. It's how I learn and grow, and that's why I can sing the same song, you know, a thousand times. And and you know, it's teaching me new things all the time because it's part of my development and growth. And so when I think when people hear and they can also kind of experience that authenticity, transparency, maybe uh, as they listen, Um, they tend to enter into it in a very different way instead of applauding it, you know, or going, what a great song, well-crafted. And again, there's time and place for all that. But what I get most of are things like, man, that was my song and I've never heard it before. Mm -hmm. How did you know that about me? Um, Or, I'm glad that you shared that because I didn't have the words, you know, I've never been able to articulate why I thought that or, or thank you for sharing, um, you know, that song meant so much to me because, you know, um, I have a child who is walking a very thin line between, um, you know, death and life. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, it just could be anything. And so, um, but it's always something that has to do with them experiencing ownership of, you know, the narrative I just sang, which to me is the greatest gift that you can be given as an artist to be, feel like, man, because it's scary when you're vulnerable and you expose your chest cavity and you put it all out there. Um, 
but there's power in that. And that's when the music becomes so much bigger than everyone in the room, you know, including the person that's playing it. Um, then it just kind of becomes this vehicle to influence and change hearts and minds and bring hope and laughter and tears and, you know, all of it. So. You know, it's just validation over and over again, and you're lucky enough to get that on your songs when you put them, when you have the courage. And we talked about that last time you were on about courage and and having the courage to write authentic lyrics uh, from the heart. And I I wanted to talk a little bit about space because we didn't touch a lot on that last time, but but, but they kind of go hand in hand, courage and faith. You can't really have one without the other. For sure. No, Laura, you're exactly right. important to you. Oh, absolutely. It's at the center of it all. And I tell you, you know, um, when people ask, I'll be like, it's a very broken faith, too. Uh, you know, because uh, faith is one of those things that you kind of, um, you know, you have to work through. I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a great family. My dad was a pastor for uh, most of his life. He was also a missionary in Naples, Italy. So my first nine years of my life, I was in, uh, I was in Naples, Italy. And, uh, and I told you, I have two sisters, Mandy and then Randy, and then I'm in the middle, Mandy and Randy. And, and, uh, you know, and growing up in that environment, it can be a tricky deal. And because when, uh, like for my dad, you know, when your faith, um, is also your job on some levels that mm-hmm. gets that gets really really hard and it can be a very confusing thing I'm sure not only for you know those of us that have entered into that but but as you you know as kids thinking through well how do we make the distinction like um, you know between faith and and you getting your paycheck <laughs> like does this mm-hmm. mean that we have to have perfect faith does this mean that we have to do it all right or you lose your job? And, um, you know, I think that's where the process, even for me, you know, I, I'll say it all the time. I got a song called son of a preacher, man. That's about kind of the process of that for me on the beautiful depravity album. And there's a line in there said, well, I'm really interested in grace to come about. And, uh, and this idea that I really love Jesus but it's his followers that piss me off and freak me out. And, uh, um, and that's not all right. I'm not, I'm, that's a right, very broad right, stroke, right. but, right. but, but it's just, you know, we do so many things. We know that in our culture. I mean, you know, I'm preaching to the choir with you. Um, but it's like, we do it in the name of religion and the name of this, but it's not at all what, at least for me and my faith, when I think of Jesus, he was, he was with the broken. He was with the outcasts, the marginalized, the hurting, the wounded. He broke all the stereotypes. He literally ripped down the walls uh, of, uh, you know, political correctness and and standard things, you know, that were like, these are the rules, you know, and this is how you do it. And this is how you look. And this is how you act. Whereas he just deeply loved people, deeply cared and made kindness mm-hmm. and and love and grace, these virtues that were at the highest of all things. And when, when anybody's so-called religion or relationship with God doesn't look like those, I get a little sketched out. 
you know what I mean? Because I, I but, oh. so yeah, it has had a huge part, and it, I sing so much about it in my journey. You know, our longing for home, our longing for a better place, what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, what we were created to be, versus what we're, you know, what we're living out, and and so yeah, man, I wish but I had all those questions. Like- <laughs> I wish you did too. I always felt like our spirit's kind of like this radar that just goes out and it's like searching for these little pings, you know. And then they, and sometimes they, they mm-hmm. ping off of other people, but but our spirit recognizes it when it sees it, you know. I was in a discussion. I, I try not to talk, you know, politics or religion, but you know, it inevitably happens. And uh, so uh, I was talking to someone one time about, you know, Jesus, you know, and that, you know. Really, he was just really about love. And he's like, well, you know, I read the Old Testament, and, you know, the Christians were just brutal. And I'm like, there weren't any Christians in the Old Testament. There were no Christians in the Old Testament. <laughs> I hate to break that it. to you. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't. Hilarious. The Christians weren't brutal in the Old Testament because there were no Christians. So, um, yeah. and and really, you know, Jesus is really, I mean, he was just all about love. And, and, you know, one of the things he said, you know, the greatest of these things is love. And basically he was saying, if you take nothing else away from my sermon, if you take nothing else, if you remember nothing else because you didn't break a pen, just remember <laughs> the greatest of these things is love. Love one yeah. another. That's all you yeah. got to – if you can do that, the rest, yeah. you can get the rest right, you know. And so I always right. try to follow in that thread. And I, I also grew up in the church, and I, I do not go to church now, um, probably for many of the same reasons that uh, other people do. But, but I will say, in music, I have found that churches have been such a gift to artists and musicians. I can't tell you, how, uh, at least yeah. 90% of, and I've talked to thousands of artists, um, 90% started in the church. The church let them express themselves, come up and sing before their first public audience, get over that kind of stage fright or, or, or fear of public speaking. And so, so there are so many good things that, that that happen in the church, and I've seen it through music. So many people um, yeah. be able to have the church behind them and then take those wings and, and, and go out and make beautiful music in the world. No, you're nailing it, and I think that, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, just like you're saying, and I think that it's really interesting that I think that we're also in a culture, you know, where there's such a lack of trust for our government, lack of trust in our school systems, lack of trust in our churches, lack of trust in our, you know, you got banks and 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 everything, Wall Street, like, you know, just, you name it, people don't trust, and I think there's such an awareness now if there's ever a time for love and and um hope and grace um to win the day it's a great opportunity right now in the world and you know you mentioned not going to church but i look at it now i feel like i'm having church right now with you so <laughs> um no and i mean it i just think that there's something to it i think you know, you growing up that way too. I, I being growing up, I've realized the church has nothing to do with the building itself, and it's always been about the people and not the institution, much less the corporate forty Jesus, my boyfriend, that it tends to become if you're not careful. And um, so, no, I get it. I get it. You know, Socrates when he said, you know, um, 
the church is both um, my mother and a whore. Um, there is there's some to that, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's just as fallen as the rest of us. And so, I think you know that's why I've been able to kind of live in both worlds. You know what I mean? Because I don't separate mm-hmm. them. If that makes sense, I'm you know because mm-hmm. people have asked me many a times and been like, "Are you a Christian artist?" I'll be like, "No." I'm an artist that happens to love Jesus. Um, do you ever look at your plumber and go like, that's a Christian plumber or he's my <laughs> friend. He's a Christian rodeo clown. Like, really? Like who does that? That just gets weird. Like, um, and I don't want to be defined by a genre that doesn't make sense. to right. me. And, and I feel like my music is first and foremost for me and my journey and my process. But it's for humanity, and art should be for humanity. It shouldn't be segregated into these little boxes of, well, this is church stuff, and that's church talk and church dress and church music. It's like, what? That's just weird. Right. So I appreciate no, it's honesty. And... You're, you're, you're absolutely right with that. We, we, we don't define other things in that way. But, but, but when you speak from a, a place – just just in the basic thread of truth and love, I think that's the yeah, thing yeah. that the people are, are picking up on. So so when you're writing in that thread and you're singing it, it's something that the soul knows instinctively. Um, oh, recognize that's, that's being sure. received back and forth. Mm-hmm. Dang, preach, sister, come on! No. <laughs> I hear the organ playing right now. Lord, have mercy. No. That's That's why I love your music. I I listen to your music every morning when I'm getting ready, pretty much. Um, I have it on my playlist. that is so sweet. Seriously, that means a lot to me. When you, I I feel like a rock star whenever you tweet stuff, and I'm like, look it, she just (laughs) tweeted that. (laughs) So it was awesome. Well, I'm a believer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Live at Heritage Park, <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite albums. I mean, it's just, it's so great. To, it's just positive. It's uplifting. It just gets you in the groove. You know, there's some slow songs, there's some fast songs, there's, you know, songs you can sing to. And we're actually, we're going to be giving that away, right, to to one of the listeners. We're yeah. going to have a giveaway. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like, but it's going to incorporate probably following you on Twitter and retweeting something. And we're going to give, I mean, absolutely. Thousands and thousands of albums I've had. I mean, I've been around a long, long time. Not as long as Solomon, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get there. And so I have a lot of music. And so this is one of my absolute favorite go-tos. Every song, home run, love it. And then you have a beanie or something, too, that we're going to get. We're going to give away a beanie and a CD, right? How exciting is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. That all, all, I can't stop the bus. Beanies are awesome, man. They're like these killer beanies with hand-stitched yellow VW bus on the front. It's like the coolest thing. So, yeah, my it buddy is. Jay-Z, Master Stitch, put, does all that for me. So, he, he, he's a stud. So, well, anyway. people can keep up with you on your website at andrewlanders.com. And so we yeah. want to push people there. You're also on Twitter and you're on Facebook. You have a lot of following. In fact, I noticed today you were verified on Facebook. There you go. Isn't that crazy? I just <laughs> paid him a lot of money. I don't know what happened there. So. Yeah. No, you know what's funny about that, Lori? This is how, how good I was on that. I, I looked at that and I was like, what the heck is this blue dot on here for? And I thought, 
<laughs> I need to get this off. What's going on? And then there was one of my buddies was like, dude, that's a super good thing. Let it go. And I was like, okay, my bad. <laughs> I, I was like trying to get it off. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, this is so stupid. Anyway. Well, you have a, a great following, and it's no surprise why. And we want to get this music out to more and more people. I want to go out with Perfect Nine because that is Perfect Nine Nine because that's one of my favorites. I'm going to play it out as we uh-huh. sing it. But, but I want you to kind of tell me about that song because I listen to this song every day, and there's got to be something <laughs> yeah. in there. So when I'm listening to it, I can oh, yeah. I remember when I talked yeah. to Andy, and, and he gave me the information on this song. Well, it's cool, Lori, on this one. Like, there are two things I love about this tune. When you get to the sax solo, which is the bridge, it sounds just like the beginning of Saturday Night Live. Like, when when my buddy Steve Roseboro starts playing this, I just sit there like, it just moves me. I'm like, oh, Lord, like, this is good. Like, um, But the song, Perfect 9.9, I, I, I wrote that, obviously, for my wife. And, um, and so, um, it's a song for her. And I think that, you know, as we, you know, we have walked enough broken roads that we've learned that, um, love is not blind and that love sees all and that, um, and that, the that, that love just keeps showing up sometimes. And sometimes you commit to the commitment, um, and the little butterflies and the, funny feeling and that fuzzy lovey I'm in love feeling um, uh, tends to go away. I don't know, maybe two or three days after you get married. And uh, um, as we've journeyed, we fall in love each with each other more uh, in a pretty amazing way. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't think you get to that place unless you make the decision every day to, to keep choosing to see the best in that other person and to, you know, cause the very thing that my wife fell in love with me on is probably the thing that annoys her now a hundred times. So it's like, <laughs> Trust me. I, I won the lottery, six kids. She works her tail off. She's amazing. She changes the world. She's co-founder of the adventure project, which is a nonprofit that is just busting loose. That is um, a stem off of charity water. And uh, I, I just I don't know how she does it all, and and then puts up with a right brainer, um, you know. Like just the other day, she's like, "Can you fix the disposal?" And I'm like, "Nope, not a chance." But I can write a song about it, and then I'll call the guy that can. And um, and so yeah, it's all about that, uh, um, the beautiful and really hard stuff about love. So perfect 9.9. I couldn't give her a total 10, uh, but at least, uh, uh, <laughs> Gotta um, keep her humble. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's just, she's, she's amazing. She's, uh, she's the best deal in the, in the whole, uh, bully whack. So yeah, I love that song. Well, I'm going to play it. And I really appreciate you coming on. It's always fun to talk to you. I love talking to you on social media as well. And, while this song is playing, I want to talk to you about on the about the adventure project and charity water when we go off. Maybe we can put something yeah, together sure. in the future with that. All right. Yeah, this sure. is 
All right. This is Andrew Landers, Perfect 9.9. I'll be right back.
that go on and on and on and on and on and on. Baby, your eyes on my perfect song. Baby, your eyes, they tell me I belong. Tell me again, I know. Oh, you're my perfect song. Another spoken language, a secret to all. You're my winter, my springtime. You're my summer fall. No, no. I will dive into your ocean. Reckless and unafraid. All that I am, I give you. All that you have, I'll gladly take. Your beauty surrounds me like a gentle morning breeze. You captivate me. You break me. You're my mind. You're my mind. Your beauty surrounds me like a gentle morning breeze. You captivate me. You break me. You're my master. You're my master, 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 baby. You're my master, baby. Bless the USA, let freedom reign. 
40 million dead while we're sleeping in our beds 8,000 a day we let pass away As death runs through their veins It's not in my backyard So I just look away You can't let down your gun You better play it safe You might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay in my Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.